You're listening to Nightmare on Film Street. The current time is 6.66. Traffic is clear ahead from here to the afterlife. But it's hell outside. For the next hour, you're on Nightmare Time. So, let's give a grave welcome to our hosts, John and Kim. Hello again, fiends, and welcome back to Nightmare Alley, the spooky little side street podcast in the regular Nightmare on Film Street feed. I'm John. I'm Kim. And we're joined this week by a group of filmmakers. Coming out this weekend in theaters is the new horror anthology, Satanic Hispanics, uh, directed by Mike Mendez, Alejandro Brugues, Damian Rugna, Gigi Saul Guerrero, and Eduardo Sanchez. Uh, joining us on the show today, we've got uh, we've got Mike, Alejandro, and Eduardo with a sneak- a brief uh, appearance from Gigi yeah, before uh, <laughs> Stewart just kicked her uh, her phone up the plane. <laughs> she joined the Zoom call from a fucking airplane on the tarmac <laughs> as it was taking off. <laughs> oh man, love it's pretty great. Love it. Uh, yeah, Satanic Hispanics is in theaters this weekend, just in time to ring in the spooky season for Halloween and also the Hispanic Heritage Month which uh, is beginning this weekend, actually. We're big fans of horror anthologies here at Nightmare on Film Street. I mean, fuck, Kim even directed a segment in one last year. Uh, But horror anthologies, I'm sure you're also big fans. Horror anthologies are great opportunities to see bite-sized little segments and just like a clash of tones all together in one story. It's also a great opportunity for directors to get out of their comfort zone and play in different subgenres that they don't normally play in. So you you get a lot of really unique and wild experimentation, which is always fun. Yeah, you've no doubt out seen movies from these filmmakers already and a couple of them really took some left turns from what you've normally seen them do uh, like Gigi's segment like, Gigi is like a really fun playful director especially with what she's done she can also get real serious with her uh, into the dark segments uh, Culture Shock is, is the one I'm thinking of but Bingo Hell that came out a few years ago was just kind of like super fun goofy off the wall and this one is just like fucking gory and weird yeah full out folk horror traditional horror and surprisingly dark yeah and Alejandro and Mike Mendez uh, have had segments in Nightmare Cinema Tales from Halloween ABCs of Death 2 bringing like their unique talents to it Eduardo Sanchez as well a guy that you probably know mostly from the Blair Witch Project bringing in one of the funniest fucking short films that I've seen in a long time. And speaking of Halloween watches, it's set on Halloween night, which right? is pretty groovy. Can't beat that. And of course, if you were big fans of Terrified uh, from a couple years ago, uh, the director, Damien Rugna, he's got a new movie coming out this year. He couldn't make it to the interview, unfortunately, because the world premiere is actually today at TIFF. Um, but he's, if you're if you're a big fan of, of Terrified, you're, I think you're really going to appreciate the weird ghost story that he has uh, in this uh, in this anthology, as maybe well. the biggest jump scare of the year, I will say, and it's like so subtle, but so not subtle. I jumped uh, fully out of my seat. For yeah, that one. <laughs> it's kind of hard to describe horror anthologies outside of just telling everybody what each segment is like. But the thing I think a lot of us always remember is definitely the wraparound. That is a core part of every horror anthology. And Mike Mendez, his 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 wraparound here is real fun and unique. Uh, you've got a character who is the last survivor in a house that, that where the cartel has killed a 
like dozens of people. Uh, keep an eye out for some of the faces you see in that uh, that house full of dead people. They might look surprisingly similar to the directors of this movie. Um, but he is in an, in an interrogation room with police trying to talk his way out of going to jail. And during the night, he tells them five different stories, uh, all relating to unsolved crimes that have happened in the city. And that's our in for each of these stories. They all happen to be pretty supernatural in nature. I have to say that that police force has a lot ahead of them. <laughs> right. Oh, man. It's it's a really great anthology. It's definitely like one of my favorite movies of the year. And it's got a little something for everybody. So we're going to toss to the trailer. And when we come back, we're going to be joined by Eduardo Sanchez, Mike Mendez, Alejandro Brugues, and a brief little appearance from Gigi Saul Guerrero. <laughs> Everybody's down. El Paso Police. Detectives, you have no idea what is coming. I just wanted to quickly say hi before we take off any second now, so I just wanted to say hi. Oh, thank you for popping in. Oh, that is hardcore. I wish we had started recording this. I mean, I've got the audio. Where's the (laughs) the goddamn record button? I'll pretend. I'll pretend. Recording in progress. (laughs) Hey! (laughs) Oh, wait. Hey, Hey, Gigi joined us. She's so nice. (laughs) I thought she was was flying. Hey! (laughs) Oh, she's trying to sleep. Amazing. (laughs) Thank you so much for coming in to say hi. Thank no you for problem, making a cameo. Yeah. <laughs> Always. So much nicer Always. than Lemien. He's yeah. not even showing up. <laughs> I know. Lemien's he's... Too, uh, too famous now. Yeah, he's yeah, too right. cool for us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Too busy with his world premiere. What a guy. At TIFF, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Jesus. Nothing important. Uh, anyway. Well, G- Gigi, did you have anything that you wanted to say before uh, before you got to go? Before, before you your take plane off? takes off? True. Well, if, if uh, Karen over there gets mad at me a second time, I'll, I'll just put the phone down. But um, I just want to say, like, thank you guys for having us. And I hope 
I hope you guys enjoyed Satanic Hispanics. Hell yeah. So Absolutely. It's been really cool to hear uh, all the different reactions and talking to so many uh, people interviewing us, like how they feel about it, how it like the movie touched them in a certain way. And it's, I hope that to you guys, it was a good time. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we, that's I, the best thing about a horror anthology is there's always something for everyone. Uh, you'll always find your own segment in there. And Satanic Hispanics has so much humor and so much fun in it that we just had a blast like the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, awesome. I, feel, I feel like we've been recommending this movie to people for like, well, for I think almost a year now. Like we saw it at Fantastic Fest last year and it's just been like, when the fuck is this movie oh, wow. coming out? You're going to love it. <laughs> I think it helps that we ended with Alejandro's Hammer of Zanzibar so people definitely never forget this film <laughs> I, think, I, think, I think when you said the, how the movie touches you that's the first thing I saw actually I regret after I said it because that yeah, was yeah, the first exactly. thing I thought too wow. yeah, tell the people how Alejandro touched you yes. uh, anyway. this is going to be a funny <laughs> interview oh, wow. for uh, anybody listening back who did not know what that was the first time around <laughs> Let's, let's leave it like that. That that's why it's blurry then. <laughs> All right. Well, I th- we're gonna try and keep Gigi on as long as we can. Uh, maybe maybe just real quick to get started. Can we can we go around the circle and just introduce yourselves and and tell us just like a quick little one sentence about your segment? Maybe we'll go in order of the of the film. We'll start with Mike. Work our way through. All right, that's I'm, a great idea. <laughs> I'm Mike Mendez. Uh, uh, I'm Mike Mendez, and I directed the uh, Traveler, which is the wraparound of the film. And, and, uh, you know that, tell us a couple sentences, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right, sorry. All right, it's about uh, an interrogation where they find a mysterious guy who uh, tells them about the myths and legends of Latin America. And um, Ed, why don't you tell us about yours? Yeah, my name is Eduardo Sanchez, and I did the segment called El Vampiro, and it's basically about a vampire who forgets that it's daylight savings time, and he gets in trouble trying to get home. Hola. Oh, we're moving. We're moving. We're moving. <laughs> um, sorry. Okay, Gigi, please quickly and go. My name is Gigi Saul I did the Mexican segment Nahuales. For those who don't know what Nahuales are, they're like the Latino werewolves. They're shapeshifters um, into basically your spirit animal from the Mayan culture. And mine is about a politician who asked for too much power with the shamans. Uh, who are Nawalis for his next election. So he's got to face some consequences, violence in it. Hell yeah. Rad. Definitely one of the coolest segments. Yeah, safe travels. Safe travels, Gigi. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Gigi. Bye, Gigi. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. I'm getting out of here. Okay, bye. Gigi just got kicked out of a plane. I want to make jokes about the plane. Like, what is this the last recording we get from Gigi? But she's, I don't know if she's going oh, to. No. Then this becomes I mean, found footage. That's a good positive spin, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, okay, so I'm Alejandro Brugues. I directed The Hammer of Zanzibar. And I want to apologize in advance. <laughs> The Hammer of Zanzibar, what can I say? It's a horror comedy, and it's a guy that maybe has to fight a demon, and it's a very special weapon. 
I'm very, very, very sorry for this. <laughs> a lot of, a lot we, of tiptoeing. We, we, we all are. We're all very sorry about that, uh, that segment in particular. Yeah. <laughs> so, guys, can you, uh, can you maybe tell us a little bit about how this project came together? I know uh, Mike and Alejandro, you guys are producers on this. Was this an idea that the two of you had that you approached the other filmmakers with? Yeah, yeah. Basically, I had uh, worked with Epic Pictures in the past on a movie called Tales of Halloween, and uh, I just had a great experience, and I like anthologies. I love working with other filmmakers. I just have a good time with it. And so we were looking for uh, just an idea that was fresh, because there's so many good uh, anthologies, and it happened to be uh, Hispanic Heritage Month in 2020, and there was this open letter from like John Leguizamo and uh, Lin-Manuel Miranda and Fetty Alvarez kind of saying, hey, you know, California is... 50% 50% Latino or 49% Latino, yet there's only like 4% of Latinos work uh, as writers of feature films. Like, what up with that, you know? And I was like, oh, yeah, that is true. That's kind of weird. And we were talking with Alejandro. And then at some point, he just kind of burst out, when the fuck are we making Satanic Hispanics, the Latino horror anthology? And it just made perfect sense. It was just like, boom. Yes, what are we doing that? So we literally just kind of started right away. But I also want to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> So it's all your fault. Just apologize. He's sorry for everything. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, what is the Day of Atonement we caught just, him on today? I just, I don't... You know what? Crazy thing. I just realized like two days ago in another interview that it's pronounced satanic. Satanic. I'm say, I've been saying satanic forever and you haven't corrected me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got a good Latino ring yeah, to it. It's just your yeah. Cu- your cu- yeah, your Cuban charm comes yeah. through, man. It, it's on. your movie. You can it, say it, what it, whatever you want. <laughs> and and it beat the hell out of Satan X Latinx, you know, or whatever it would have been. And so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, that was basically like the, the, the inception of the movie. And then we decided like, we needed to uh, get a group, a good group of filmmakers, and you know, part of the joy of making a movie like this is you get to work with friends and with people that you admire. But on the other hand, we had they had, a- to, they had to go with me, so you know, <laughs> they, they had to compromise. It's the it's the name of the yeah. game. So, like uh, literally, like Ed and I met years ago shooting episodes of From Dust Till Down, because you know Cubans. Uh, we gotta and, stick together yeah we immediately uh, became good friends and have been trying well we have worked in we, we have worked in, in several things but you know Mike and I were still on the phone talking about getting a good gang together and I was texting Ed saying we're making this movie it's called Satanic Hispanic Satanic Hispanics <laughs> and you are in it and and Ed Ed probably and it was just like what it was like one of those Ocean Elevens montages where he yeah. said, you yeah. son of a bitch, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. And then well, you all yeah. slow I mean, walked. Uh, <laughs> what, what, I mean, it was sometime on his uh, backyard. He saw my text and he went like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, 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 I like doing the anthologies and, um, you know, it, it gives you a lot of ch- a good chance to kind of do whatever the hell you want to do. And uh and, you know, I was very weary about, you know, especially Alejandro. He's a shady guy. Um, <laughs> but as soon as they said, uh, you know, he said, oh, Mike's involved. And then also it's called Satanic Hispanics. I was like, all right. Oh, yeah. Mike's how, involved. How could, I, how could I say no to that? The seal of quality is there. Yeah. As soon as I saw Mike Mendez, I was like, oh, yeah. I'm going to do 
director of Lava Lanch. I'm in, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, I knew, I, you know, I knew it was going to be crazy. So I just, you know, it, it was, uh, it was good to be involved, to be, be part of it. Say the truth, Sanchez. You just wanted to talk about toys with Mike, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's definitely. It. We, I we mean, do, that's we, yeah. We do have we, that in common. Yeah, we do have a bond. On we that, share so. an obsession with. Uh, yeah, yeah, stupid. Yeah. And then, and then, and then, Mike called Gigi, and he said again. He sent her a text saying, "Satanic Hispanics." What do you think? What do you think? Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and she was in. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and, yeah. Whatever. I don't know what she had in mind. Oh, then ahead. we tracked down the Mian because we we're everyone was a big fan of Terrified. We 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 made a list like of, because we wanted someone that still lived in Latin America. So we went like to all the all the great Latin American horror filmmakers. But Terrified is so good. Yeah. And and we just tracked him down. And I was the one, uh, the one that was uh, sent to Argentina to hunt him. <laughs> so we, yeah, yeah, we kidnapped him and forced yeah. him. Right. This is like I'm Ocean's right. Eleven. <laughs> yeah, totally, absolutely, yeah. The heist. <laughs> well, important, 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 because he, you know, he's a, he's such a good guy, so he couldn't say no, even though he he was making another right. movie, and he, but but Alejandro kept hammering him like the hammer. <laughs> Zanzibar, <laughs> hammering in, and then well, they finally, I, I finally to. gave in. Well, like I want to, but I don't know if I can because I'm too busy. I have my movie, and I'm, I'm not asking you. You're making this. <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, but I also have other commitments, and I want to finish shooting my movie and like take a month off. Like, fuck, taking that month. Yeah, off. <laughs> time off. Were you crazy? And he did. He shot back. Yeah. I, I was. I, I'm not joking. Ask him. I bullied him. Uh, it worked. <laughs> And I genuinely was expecting him to quit at any moment. We oh, were kind yeah. of like, okay, what other what other filmmakers can we get? Fuck you, Alejandro. Because we all we all think fuck you, Alejandro, but we don't say it. So we, we were we were. Yeah, the moment the moment I say the moment I say, don't worry, I got this. My goes like, okay, Plan B. <laughs> Good Latino filmmakers. Right. But, but to our surprise, he literally did a 40-day shoot on his feature and then just kept shooting four more days for us. Wow. He just, just added it to the schedule and uh, did it, you know, and he he t tells us he didn't know what the story was going to be until two weeks before shooting. Wow. Uh, which is amazing because we had already shot our wraparound. We already had an introduction <laughs> to his story. Okay. So it was like, okay, well, you better make sure your character is named this and you better sure this happens in it, you know, so... so uh, and I, by I, the way, it it's out. a funny coincidence, coincidence, but Demian also didn't wasn't sure if he could make it until I said Mike was involved, and that was again the, the quality. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The stamp, the stamp of, of approval. Of uh, You're the so, Danny Ocean yeah. of the group, Mike. Congrats. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You got that I'm Clooney in. quality. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's really interesting to hear you say that he didn't know what his segment was gonna be, because that that's always my biggest question with horror anthologies, like whether or not, you know, everybody got together and sort of hammered out what each of the stories would be. Um, well, was, is that I'm true sure. for all of you guys? Like everybody sort of just like came at this with their own stories. You just figured how the fuck you were gonna fit it in. To be fair, it's a bit of an exaggeration. The man sure. gave us like two lines <laughs> about his short. He didn't have the screenplay until two weeks before. Yeah, but he knew uh, he wanted to make a story. He knew uh, like a Rubik cube. I don't even know if he mentioned the Rubik cube. You know, I think. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. what no, what, I don't. What, I don't think what, so. No. What clue? What? What? What did he tell you, Mike? What clue did he tell you? Th there was. Uh, there were. There was a guy. 
guy who I, I think he said was a was a puzzle maker or something like that, and he found he found a portal to another dimension, but but he finds that he can't close that portal. Oh yeah. Uh, okay. well, I think that was about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, and, 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 we, and we knew there was a creature because because yes. well, he had to since he was making his movie, he had to keep the people that were gonna make the creature. So but that was about it. Like he didn't have a screenplay. But we have the, the basic concept of the movie, which was Myths and Legends of Latin America. And, and so it's a balance of like, that's the overall thing. But obviously, we want to give the filmmakers as much freedom mm -hmm. as, as they want. So as long as they can basically kind of fit in that parameter and we could tie, tie it into the traveler kind of telling the story, the filmmakers were very free uh, to do whatever. Uh, but yeah, but basically, we kind of kept a certain like... Look, keep it around 20 minutes. Uh, we're big fans of of monsters. So if you can have creature work in it, that would be great. Uh, do a two, three, five aspect ratio so they can all be kind of uniform. And that was about it. And then other than that, uh, mail Ed, it to us and we'll put it together. And Ed was surprisingly diligent. And he he started like saying, talking about these after hours vampire ideas since early on and saying that it was going to be a comedy. And yeah, Gigi also wrote her screenplay later on but it's like we 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 were talking like we told the others like mike and i were talking about the wraparound the traveler we told them that i told them about the hammer of zanzibar because i really needed someone to try to um uh, make me Fuck you out of it yeah <laughs> like, like put some reason i yeah. i we, i literally like we had a call and i said guys i have this idea please talk me out of it and they were like oh no fuck yeah go do it <laughs> Um, but uh, so they knew those two and you know mike was uh, saying what he needed for the wraparound to you know to tie those uh, together um but yeah i mean we also weren't scared you know it's uh, we 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 really trusted this group of filmmakers most of them <laughs> we trust um yeah, so uh, there are a bunch of sketchy Cubans there and all that. But yeah, we, we trusted them and we knew they were going to deliver. And so did everybody kind of stake, uh, stake a claim tonally so that you could kind of structure the wraparound segment and the order? Or did, did it kind of fall in place naturally? Yeah, I kind of had to adhere to because Alejandro and I have a similar sensibility that we like kind of gory horror action comedy. So he was kind of covering that. And the God's honest truth, this game, since I've often done gory comedy it actually kind of gave me a license to kind of like do something else which i needed to be honest i actually kind of wanted to challenge myself and kind of wanted to show something else uh so it actually kind of was like a nice fit that it's like okay you do the kind of like funny fun one and i'll do the more kind of like you know structured uh just kind of story to kind of go with more focus more on acting and suspense and then have a lot of fun at the finale you know so Oh, and by the way, those early talks with Mike when when I was thinking about the Hammer of Zanzibar and I was texting him uh, pictures for inspiration. For the <laughs> Mike, I think I think yeah. he has PTSD. Every time he gets a text from me, I think he's afraid to look at his phone for what he might see. Yeah, we we should delete that thread as soon as possible. Probably, yeah. <laughs> no, there was a there was a while. Wait until the, the Blu-ray comes out, and <laughs> yeah, those yeah. are the bonus features. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here's the original thread. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty colorful. But the God's honest truth is, even though Alejandro at first was was kind of nervous about doing it, going like I'm going to get canceled if I do this, you know, it was not true, and that was not, I don't think there ever was a risk of that. But it's turning up the opposite. I'm going to become an icon. I mean, when <laughs> this, when I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil it, but I, I think I'm gonna. I think I think uh, you're going to see a lot of. I mean, from what some friends that have seen it are telling me. Uh, I might uh, the hammer might end up in some uh, flags next uh, Pride Parade. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we were organizing different, you know. O originally, when we sort of had an idea of what the stories was going to be, we were trying to go more like from a less supernatural mm. to more supernatural. Okay. So the progression was different. The Mian was always the opener because we only had two sentences and we figured out it, it was going to be something. And then was followed by Gigi and then it went into vampires because then you're yeah, like jumping completely into, into something else. And then uh, the Hammer of Zanzibar. But then when we saw that first cut, we realized what you had was one hour of serious movie, all in Spanish, followed by one hour of stupid Cuban comedy in English. Yeah. So, and, and it was like, everyone saw it. And at the same time, we went like, yep, we need to switch. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was tricky because the, you know, the traveler kind of introduces each thing and you reveal certain stuff about mine. So yeah. I definitely had to kind of go like, well, that's going to be a major restructure for my short, but, but at the same time when you're doing the wraparound that's kind of the that, that that's you have to take one for the team you know it's kind of like look <laughs> mine is the one and that's that, that also says I, to do that I, I I was also like a cheerleader for Mike telling him you took this responsibility you cannot fuck up so <laughs> yeah well yeah no and also I mean you know I, I I think that Mike did a great job and um you know I, I didn't I was when I first you know because I when they told me that they were trying to switch that I was like how the hell are they going to switch the things around because the you know the dialogue of the traveler yeah. builds and each but uh, and now, like watching it, it's it's completely seamless, man. Oh, I think yeah, you did fluid. a great job. Yeah, like, you wouldn't notice. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. You were thinking that you said so. Basically, you said, "Yeah, you have to switch." <laughs> that was it. Was nerve wracking though. Yeah, no, I didn't know. I was like, "That's gonna be yeah, that's gonna be an issue." I was gonna say, like, I've got a shorter. question that I definitely want to ask uh, that ask you, Eduardo, but you're short. But just while we're here, like Mike, did you find taking the wrap around to be intimidating? Because I don't know, like wraparounds, I, I wraparounds can be tough. It can be like doing open mic, like hosting an open mic. Like you can, you can either be well, like and, the and best part of the movie or you I can eat shit yeah. five times in a row. Well, a lot of times, I mean, they, they really are the, you know, you're just trying to get through the wraparound to get to the movie. So it's, right. it's a, exactly. it's a big, you know, it's a big responsibility. It, I was excited, thankfully, for most of it, and and I was too excited to know what a daunting and dumb thing I just did of going like, oh, I'll do it, I'll support it, I'll be the whole back foot of the movie. <laughs> yeah, that'll be great. And and also the fact that I didn't realize until I was in the editing room, it's like you know, it's like our, I think mine is like twenty six minutes, and and a good chunk of it is just three people sitting at a table. Yeah, and I'm like, wow, that that's not the most exciting thing. <laughs> but but again, this is this is those moments where you get nervous, and and thankfully, I had very strong actors uh, that were really bringing a performance that really kind of made it believable and good. And then that that my my fun is is at the end. Then it was kind of like saving up of like, okay, oh, yeah. I've had three people sitting at a table for all these days. Now I'm going to throw everything I possibly can uh, at at the finale. So so it was scary uh, for a minute. 
it. I definitely had a panic attack at some point, but I thank everyone for their support and and, and trusting me. And then uh, you know uh, the actors for really bringing it to, to make. I, it happen, I will so. tell him. I will tell him every day. You cannot fuck this up. If you fuck <laughs> up, it goes down. So you have to nail this. And I also wanted to say one thing about going back to Alejandro's uh, hammer uh, and his segment is that's the one thing that I absolutely wanted to encourage everybody is to do something that, you know, you wouldn't be able to do otherwise, that a studio would never let you do, that a TV show would never let you do. Like, this is an opportunity. This is fully independent. This is your vision. Do your thing. And, uh, you know, and I'm really happy everybody did because I think everybody's filmmaking voice is, is heard very clearly. And yeah, and I also I, I I wanted to say about that because I think I wanted to say it earlier, but then I went on one of the stupid tangents. But uh, about the tone, like I think what Mike is saying, it's totally true. We didn't want to set a tone because we wanted to reflect how diverse all Latinos are. We are not we're not one place. We're a bunch of different countries with a bunch of different people. We believe that we have more in common, that we have uh, differences. But I think the tone of each story reflects a little bit about our personalities and about where we are from. And, you know, so I, I, I think for me, the tone of diversity of the movie reinforces uh, what we were trying to do. And I find that beautiful. And that's that is actually something that I found really surprising about your segment, Eduardo, because, uh, you, you know, these these guys, I've seen them do funny stuff before. But like when I when I think of your, you know, even your shorts, like your your segment of VHS, two is one of the best so short good. films I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but Thanks. I don't always think of you as a big comedic director. Like, was that a was that a challenge that you took on intentionally or is, have you just always wanted to do something really funny? Well, I mean, the, you know, like Alejandro was saying is that, you know, After Hours is like one of my favorite Scorsese films. And, you know, I've I've always had ideas of like, oh, it'd be cool to make something like this. So then when this idea came, um, you know, a friend of mine sent me a bunch of ideas and I really love this whole thing of like the daylight savings and the vampire gets caught. And then I immediately connected it with Hemke. Uh, Madera, who's a friend of mine from Queen of the South. And, you know, he's and for me, it's like he uh, he's always cracking jokes, like one of the funniest guys I know. And he rarely gets to do that, you know, in on film. Um, And uh, so I sent him the idea and he was in. And then so and for me, it was like, I mean, honestly, like it's kind of uh, it's kind of going back to like the way to to, to when I when I started making films like in in high school and, and college and I would mostly do comedy action movies basically because you know you know it it just kind of like i'm i'm pretty goofy dumb dude you know and i don't and i I never thought i was going to be like a serious horror filmmaker and then you know blair witch and then now that's all you can do that's all i yeah (laughs) Uh, so so and i've been trying to i do a lot of television and i've been trying to get on like a strictly like comedic you know uh, tv show for a long time and i never get that chance so for me it was like i'm just gonna go crazy and then i saw like an early cut of um of alejandro's and also mike's and i realized that you know because i was thinking like you know my is it gonna be too goofy like you know does it have to be you know what what tone are we looking at here and then as soon as I saw their cuts, I was like, all right, especially Alejandro's. I was like, all right, I could I can get away with anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. This guy, <laughs> this short is, you know, gonna blow the lid off everything. So um, but it was very much like just kind of trying to have fun and doing something completely different that I'm not allowed to do in in uh, you know, in the adult world. Ed, Ed is actually a super funny guy. It's true that he doesn't get to I, I don't know why. 
what what the hell it's like what are, what happens you're too lazy to put jokes in the movies or what <laughs> no, because, yeah no because, i mean yeah i mean it, you know especially in television where it really goes off the rails yeah yeah no and i mean i mean look and i love doing especially improv stuff like i love that but um you know it's like again when you in television also you kind of get you know pigeonholed and it's hard to like it's hard to go from comedy to drama it's it you know you, you kind of develop your you know you get, get in your lane and they kind of try to keep you there but uh but yeah i, I you know I, i really love doing it so so hopefully i get to more chance and, and to do more honestly, stuff like I have I have worked with both Mike and Ed in this project and in other projects uh, separately, and and it's amazing. I, it, we do have like a very similar sensibility, and it's really hard to keep the jokes out sometimes mm. uh, in anything we do because I mean not everything has to be like the straight like the horror comedy thing. Uh, whenever we're aiming for like straightforward horror with both of them. There's a lot of jokes, and uh, it's like, okay, let's leave that out. Yeah, I cut a lot of comedy out of mine actually, just because it's like, no, I'm the straight man. I'm the, yeah. I'm, you know, got to keep a straight face here. So there's still <laughs> yeah. a little bit in there, but there was definitely much more banter and fun, and it was kind of like, yeah, that's not the time for that. That's let's leave the comedy one, but the comedic ones happen. Yeah, well, maybe the unlock code for you, Eduardo, is is you know, like, you know, you get a cast like Hemke and Patricia uh, Velasquez together, you could do anything, man. <laughs> I mean, really, that I mean, again, I mean, Mike was talking about the actors, how lucky we got with our casting. And it's like, you know, for me, it was just like, put put these two people together and point the camera at them and just, you know, make sure that, the, you know, we're rolling. And, uh, you know, it was it was fairly easy to get those performances. And, and, and you know, and for them, they you know, they just nailed the characters. I, I wasn't even I mean, we talked about the characters a little bit, but it was just like as soon as they started doing their lines, I was like, yeah, that's that's it. Let's let's shoot, you know. So, uh, yeah, we, we got lucky. All of us got lucky with our casting. So, yeah, all three of your segments, oh, just yeah. phenomenal casts. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And, uh, and Alejandro, you have this really unique ability to just especially with your shorts, uh, you know, just thinking about your your segment in Nightmare Cinema as well to just drop an audience in like the middle of a movie without missing anything. Like, I don't feel like we need to get caught up. Like, is, is that an approach that you like to take with your feature writing as well? Or is that something unique to your short films? The thing is that I don't, the, the, here's the truth. I don't know how to make short films. So I make 20 minutes features in those right cases. <laughs> so I, whenever I try to think of a story that I can tell in 20 minutes, I can't. Both Nightmare Cinema. So in Nightmare Cinema, I remember I was like, okay, I mean, I had no clue what everyone else was doing. So I started having ideas and I was like, okay, I want to do a slasher, but let me do only the third act of a slasher because it's the kind of movie that you have seen so much that the moment you see a girl running in the woods covered in blood, you know. And then I was like, okay, but they, they, that's not enough. I need something. And suddenly I was driving and I was like, oh, the twist it's aliens and then <laughs> and and then i don't know it just like to some shape and i have had people ask me uh, if i want to do a feature version of that and i'm like that is a feature version what am i gonna do like tell it longer and straightforward <laughs> and and here's something similar happened the um, the hammer of zanzibar i had an idea for a feature that i wanted to make and, and i wanted to tell it in this um very 
skill build structure in chapters, uh, not necessarily in order. I knew there was one chapter that was going to be what happens in, in Havana. I knew there was going to be a chapter that was the Hammer of Zanzibar. I don't know. I have the chapters written somewhere. And everything that they tell in this story was going to be in that feature. And I don't know, suddenly, I mean, I also knew that it wasn't going to happen. It was I. what I wanted to do, really, it's like I wanted to do some uh, Evil Dead knockoff for not knockoff. <laughs> I wanted to. I, I even pitched it to Sam. I wanted to oh, yeah. to to do like the Caribbean cousin of his Kandarian demon, and uh, and but they were doing a good one. So <laughs> you should keep pitching that though. That sounds great. <laughs> no, it was a great pitch. He loved it. I wanted to call it Mala Muerte, which was the Spanish title of Evil Dead when I saw it when I was a kid. Right. Um, and then and then of course. You have a whole feature, but what is the thing that stands out? The fucking hammer of Zanzibar. <laughs> so I was like, Mike, this is an idea I have. And somehow I managed to cram everything uh, in there in a way that if now you tell me to make the feature, I'm like, ah, oh, but I sort of already did. Uh, I mean, you would be seeing everything that he tells. I mean, I think I would do the, I would probably do it just so I get to shoot the Popobawa because there was one funny thing when we were, when we were making the movie, you know, the traveler is telling stories. So each story the traveler tells is a flashback and mine has a flashback inside that flashback. (laughs) Inside that flashback, the person tells a story. And if we had had more budget, I would have shot some of that. So we were like inception in five flash flashbacks. (laughs) See, and you started with a Rubik's uh, Rubik's cube segment. It's all coming together. Yeah. Right. Yes. It's all all an elaborate I puzzle. Yeah. I gotta put one of those demonic things together. I'm gonna pick it just for that. Although I would have loved seeing that flashback of that oh, relationship yeah. between the the, oh, I the know. demon. I know. <laughs> well, I, Alejandro. Well, Alejandro wanted to play the demon. That's the, <laughs> he, he wants to play. That. I, wanted to, yeah. I wanted to play it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I will add this, and this will make sense to your audience because they haven't seen it yet. But but the the guy who tells the story about the Popo Bible was the hardest role to cast. No, no one wanted to play that role. For, for, <laughs> yeah, for, uh, for, for, for some reason. For some reason. For some reason. Yeah, <laughs> these, yeah. All these, all these Latinos that probably are used to play tough guys didn't want to play that role. Um, but you know, we really, I wanted to do that uh, flashback, but we only had so much money and only yeah. four days to shoot, and it's a lot already to shoot in four days. We were like full speed. That's crazy. And you know, suddenly saying, "Hey, where can we find a shack by the beach?" I wish. And, and we know Alejandro would have spent three and a half days shooting that flashback. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, especially if he's <laughs> acting. Like, who, who, who else? Who doesn't yeah, want to cuddle he, up with Jason? He would have done. Vargas, yeah, right? he would have done. He would have done like three days of rehearsals you know, by himself. Another, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would have been bad. Another idea that we briefly explored, Mike. I don't know if you remember it, but I said maybe we can do some animated version of the flashback to go full Kill Bill. Uh, but again, we were like, we have no budget. We we have to run. So yeah. Right. Yeah. It lives in our imaginations. <laughs> totally. 
Well, guys, uh, it's been a it's been a blast talking with you. Um, generally, at the beginning of interviews, like ask people like what some of their influences are for some of their shorts, but we thought we'd get a little bogged down doing that up top. Um, but we do also like to close out interviews by asking people what their dream double feature would be at the drive-in. Uh, if you guys want to put together a double feature, that's totally cool too. But if you've just got other recommendations for other Hispanic horror movies, we'd love to hear them. I'm sure we could kind of like like jam these ideas, the ultimate like Latino horror, um, you know, driving? double feature at yeah, the like, drive-in. Yeah, drive-in. like a, tri- a triple feature at the drive-in. Yeah, let's do that. A little mini well, marathon. Want, well, uh, well, I'll, I'll nominate... At the, at the driving, I'm just going to throw uh, Terrified and Tigers Are Not Afraid. And I, I was going to say from, from Dust Till Dawn kind of has a lot of the vibe that we were going for in this movie. That's oh, yeah. my one of my favorite horror films of all time. <laughs> so good. Excellent. Uh, Ed, uh, what would what would your uh, what would you throw into our triple feature there? I Terrified. Mean, I mean, for me, the one of the funnest movies I've seen in a long time was actually Alejandro's movie uh, Juan de los Muertos. Like, I honestly like when I first met Alejandro, I was like not impressed at all. Um, and then I and then I saw. No, I'm just kidding. But then I saw his movie and I was like, oh my god! Because then you were know, really was, not impressed. Then I, I, I got to stay away from this guy. Um, no, I mean, I just think, you know, it's like I, I, uh, I pop it in every once in a while. It's just, I mean, it's, it's because it's Cuba and like, just, I, you know, I, I was born in Cuba, but I've never been back. And I think there's just something about like, you know, I would love to make something in Cuba. So, uh, I don't know. And, and also it's just, I think it's just a fun ass, you know, driving movie. So, you know, that's, that's actually, well, we said four, uh, but I, I would go to a drive-in for a full night to watch those fours because that's a very good uh, Latino. Whatever. Yeah, that's a good. That's a good collection. Yeah, that's a good mix. Yeah, it's a badass. Yeah. One. The trick is where you put tigers are not afraid because everybody's gonna cry and you want to maybe get that yeah, out of the way. Maybe that one first, night. like before it gets <laughs> too dark. It's so nice. I like I would I would do what I did with Barbenheimer to tigers first, so then we can relax. And let me do a shameless plug here. Satanic Hispanics is a, a total Latin uh, triple feature, a quadruple feature. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Queen, that's yeah. kind of the fun. Well, it's at, uh, you know how to count? It's now I can't. Yeah, it's a quintuplet, I suppose. Yeah. Quintuplet, so, so yes. It's a quintuplet of horror, uh, of Latin terror. So that that's kind of the fun of it is you get a little film festival in, in one. So Absolutely. That's always the beauty of anthologies. And I love it when every segment is fucking A+. So guys, thank you so much for making one of the best horror anthologies of the year. I'm very excited oh, thank to, you. to see everybody's reactions to it. Thanks for having us. Awesome. Thank you. Thanks, thank you guys. so much. Thank you so much to Mike Mendez, Eduardo Sanchez, Alejandro Brugues, and Gigi Salguerrero for joining us and chatting about Satanic Hispanics. As John said at the top of the show, it is out this weekend, so go check it out. Horror anthologies are the best, and this one was independently produced and made, and it's just five original stories from some great creators, and I mean, if you're a horror fan... That should be up your alley enough. Right? Isn't that just what you're always looking for in every horror movie right? that you sit down to watch? <laughs> like, goddamn. And just uh, just a group of group of filmmakers that really looked like and sounded like they had a great time working together. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let us know what you thought of Satanic Hispanics in the Nightmare on Film Street Discord. Reach out to us there. We have a spoiler-filled, um, what do you call it, channel? Where you can actually talk about spoilers there safely um, because everybody's been pre-warned. That is at nofspodcast.com slash discord. Yeah, or chat with us on social media, on Twitter at NOFS Podcast, on threads or night or Instagram at Nightmare on Film Street. 
I mean, you can talk to us on Facebook if you want. We're not really on there a whole lot, <laughs> <laughs> but it exists. Yeah, Discord would probably be your best bet. So listen to Kim on this one. Let's go to Discord, everybody. We'll be back again next week. We're kicking off a new double feature of made-for-television horror movies. Can't wait to dive into that with you. We're starting with The Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Just a real B-movie cult classic, if there ever was one. Don't call it a B-movie. It's pretty dope. Just a cool-ass made-for-TV cult classic, if there ever was one. (laughs) Until then, I'm Kim. I'm John. Stay Stay creepy. It appears you made it out alive. But we'll get you next time. Help us to grow the horde. Leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you subscribe. More terror can be found lurking on our website, nofspodcast.com. Until next time, stay creepy, fiends. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.